0: Welcome to In Defense of Humanity, this is Osteris Oz Miller. Today I'm joined by social justice warrior, Khalid Johnson. Uh, I know he does not like that term because they use it against snowflakes. However, Khalid, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Khalid Johnson. I am
1: a master's student at SCAD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I like to use my comics work to talk about social issues. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Indeed. Khalid Johnson is not a snowflake for those who are listening. It's just a little banter to begin the podcast, you know, make us feel more comfortable uh, in this uncomfortable time. Khalid, what's our topic for today?
1: We are talking about the impact of racial violence on Black lives.
0: Mmm. Mm. Hey, I feel like I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> my entire existence is worried about my life. And it's not even because of the police. I gotta worry about running a mile down the street and getting murdered by somebody who is my neighbor. You know, I live in uh I live in the in the woods. Live in the uh well, they call it the sticks, but not in a good way. Predominantly white. Yeah. Hey, man, predominantly, they're, they're like 15 black people here. Zero indigenous people. And the only Asian family, I think, within 20 miles moved. So, you know, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. I live in a predominantly
1: black area, but um the reactions to this recent kind of string of violence against black people has been pretty strong, um, especially because of how close I am to Atlanta. And so definitely feeling mm-hmm. the ripple effects of
0: all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For certain. I also wanna ask you about just currently as of uh, what day is today, May 31st, 2020 um we have a 9 p.m uh curfew mm-hmm. in atlanta and the surrounding metro area does that extend to you um no that doesn't extend to
1: me i think it strictly extends to fulton county and like fulton county, county area. area okay only what mayor bottoms has jurisdiction uh, yeah
0: yeah okay okay excellent let's get into it uh give us give us a specific uh example to talk about because i think we've talked about this before how um young people love to jump to social media you know it's the slacktivism that we talked about last year on the podcast where um young people are quick to oh i'll repost that so i don't look like a racist i'll repost it i care about black people cool we're getting ready to march oh i'm i, I i'm busy you know uh i i can't help mm-hmm. So then we have these big cases where there's video evidence but like I told you there've probably been what at least 20 murders of unarmed black people in in just in this calendar year yet we're only talking about six maybe 12 people specifically and it's always the most recent yeah. and then it's like as soon as a new one comes up okay drop the last one we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep refreshing to keep it in their minds but it's like we're actually not doing any. I, I said something like uh, on the phone, which may have not been the most cool thing to say, but I do believe it. It's like most social movements, right? For civil rights, it has to be a steady push, right? Um, quickly as possible, but steady. What I feel we're doing is we're, we're like new uh, marathon runners who've never run a race before and we're lax daisily walking and then we see someone else pass us and then we speed up but then we lose breath so we start walking again until the next moment where we have to sprint and then eventually we're going to finish the marathon sure we'll we'll reach equity hopefully before the world is destroyed however i do feel if we trained a little bit more you know got together organized sufficiently that we could you know go all out and reach a sub three-hour marathon hopefully a sub 300 year struggle um that that'll make it at the end 700 years but you know what honestly i don't know i think i think one of the failings is that
1: you you can't name any like central leaders to any of these movements you know the women that started black lives matter but you know that was i know that there was a push for a kind of decentralization of it um for the sake of like, not having a a clear person that could you know be targeted or whatnot, um, and then you look at all oh, we have we have so many like influencers, right? You have your your Sean Kings, um, regardless of mm. certain problematicisms. You have yeah. You have your Umar Johnsons. You have all these oh. with these platforms, right? But the message isn't quite unified and the approaches aren't unified. And so it's really hard to rally behind specific voices in this sea of voices with differing stances. Mm. And so then when it's time to unify, when these situations happen, who do you listen to? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel if you listen to Umar Johnson, you're not listening to this (laughs) podcast. Anyone else outside of that specific, uh, specific societal place, If you're listening to Sean King equally, you're probably, um, you know, upset most of the time. Whenever you see something, you know, you see a, for lack of a better term, a Karen in the store, and then you're upset. Karen goes like, ah, can I get that? Ah, you want everything. You know, you you find a reason to be provoked by everything, right? And that's not saying that, that we as um, as minorities in the Americas are soft. That's not saying we're always looking for a fight. That's saying sometimes we do analyze too heavily. Sure, this woman is probably, especially in my area, this woman's probably a racist. Cool. In this specific moment, maybe she wasn't acting as a racist. Maybe she was just acting as a terrible person, you know. Had nothing to do with my race, she would have done it to anyone. That's not a problem to me, right? She's still gonna get words, but by no means is she gonna catch these hands, especially because uh, we we have this this form of equity, right? We have intersectionality, all this movement, and, and we have um, feminism, which is helping out greatly with this. Um, but then we also have instances where we have not only um, racist people in the South, racist, for lack of a better term, again, Karen's women, white women in the South who think, oh, can I speak to the manager? These women will actually provoke, uh, provocate people um, to do things. And whenever they, they act in turn, right, saying something, i'm gonna call the police even in new york central park oh he's he's accosting me and my dog i'm i'm calling the police there's a black man he's he's trying to hurt me uh, you know because it's that simple you can slap me but if i even go to yell at you oh he's trying to kill me he's trying to rape me not to not to go right not to say that some of these instances haven't happened but it's to say that we have seen far too many instances of people who are using systemic racism against minorities. Mm-hmm.
1: and then and then you have you're presented with so much of it, right Social so, media mm-hmm. is a, a gift and a curse because you know a a lot less goes unseen now um, and to quote James Baldwin to be a negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time. You, know, you see all this stuff, and you're aware of the social systems and, and the systemic oppression that is at play, and you know you're you're constantly aware of it. You're hyper aware, even, and and so for many, it's it's logical to be as as angry and upset as as, as we're seeing. You know, um, to see that kind of anger and rage kind of bubble up to the point that it's at now, um, I, I think it's entirely justified because of just how, ju- just how much and just how frequent we, we've seen of this.
0: Um, mm. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned Baldwin as well, Fanon, Friends Fanon, he says that basically to paraphrase, that the Black man, um, specifically about the Caribbean, the Um, lives in a zone of non-being, a veritable help. He says that the Black man is not a man, even though I'm going to um, upset my Black brothers and sisters. The Black man is not a man, because in order for us to try to be a man, right, we we attempt to be human, we are taking away what makes us Black humans in and of itself. Whenever I attempt to go to, like... um, Let's say I applied to Sorbonne, got the highest honors, was at the top of my class. They will always say, wow, that's one smart Black man. Remove ourselves from being like the white man. Because even the term man, in his sense, in his way of thinking in the colonies, is if I am a Black man, I am not a man. I am a Black first, a man second. That's how they'll always see me. I must recognize this and push against it. It doesn't matter if I'm smarter than everyone in the room. They will always see me as that black man who is smarter than everyone in the room. They'll never see me. Oh, that man is smarter. So he says, we must do away with trying to be equal to them. Even if we're superior, we'll always be different. You know, I don't necessarily agree with saying I'm not a man or not a human because that leads to a whole swing of racism Uh, That could be used against one, but I do understand the sentiment there, specifically uh, post-colonial.
1: Absolutely, but I mean at the same time, um, kind of analyzing that a bit, trying to remove the ideas of like comparing oneself within that um, when it's been so deeply ingrained, you know, because you're you're born into you're born into it, you're born into it, and then you're taught it um, from the time that. From the, from the time that you become aware yeah. on, because I know my mom, um, and, and, like, and like my personal experiences, my mom has often kind of echoed this whole, you can't get away with the things that your white friends can get away with. And it's just kind of deeply ingrains the ideas of, you know, the systemic oppression and the racism that are present. And then as you become more aware of it, yeah, sure, you want to do the things to kind of, Differentiate yourself, even um, in doing mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. there's still a comparison. I'm not white, you know, that we have standards for African Americans, even um, with with media, right? Um, we kind of, I, I've definitely heard some kind of thoughts in regards to films that would otherwise be considered so par, and they're like, it's black and we need to. You yeah. need to applaud, you know, it being black uh, and not be so critical of it because it's black.
0: Yeah, for certain. This is how the negritude movement, negritude, arose from um, Amici Serre, uh Fanon, even Jean-Paul Sartre, a European, who says death to the European, which is ironic, but you understand the point. He's saying death to the Eurocentric idea. Some have argued he's saying actual death to the European. I'll be last. Um, but yeah, the negritude movement says, let's stop. Like Fanon said, let's stop, um, being men. Let's start seeing ourselves, not ourselves, but since they're going to recognize us as black, let's go with that. Once they see us all, um, supersede them in intelligence and prowess in every way, because they're always going to use, Oh, these guys come from the West coast of Africa, Senegal lamb wrestling, uh, Endurance athletes, they're genetically prone to being more aggressive, more athletic. That's why I'm losing, right, right? Uh, people love to use this. Oh, yeah, I was the fastest guy in my school. Then they brought in a black guy. He was faster than me. Uh, like, like we talked about, like Trey uh, Lapine talked about on one of the last podcasts. It's like, no, this guy has no other chance to get out of this place. He, he's, got, he's got few options. He can become a, a dealer of many assortments, you know, whether he's a car salesman or whether he's a drug salesman, he can become an athlete or he could possibly become an Africana studies professor, <laughs> an actor, maybe it, there are very few options. All of them require years of matriculation. Um, even, even a, even a drug dealer has to spend years honing their talents, lest they be killed on the streets. Um, but you know, th- there are obviously other options, but no other options that will allow them to to gain the kind of financial security as someone um, who who started mm-hmm. off white, right? Because it's like. Um, there, there was this test. I saw it on Instagram as well, where they were they were running like a forty yard dash, and then like I think there's a pastor, which is already problematic, saying that Christ will heal us through through all our racial <laughs> turmoil. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, he was basically saying, okay, cool. So anyone who is never worried about getting profiled by the police, please step forward. Obviously, white people step forward. Maybe a few um, black guys step forward. You know, from this kind of area. Um, he said, if both of your parents are still married, please step forward. Um, If you have, um, if you've never worried about having your phone disconnected, please step forward. If you've never worried about not having money because your parents will give you something, please step forward. And then eventually he was like, cool, look around. Look at all these guys in the back. Now I know some, and then this is where the problematic comes in. I know some of these black boys could smoke you if you started off in the beginning. I was like, oh, oh, oh talking about the prowess, but I see his point, but I'm a little bit worried, because yes, all the guys there were athletes, but that's still dangerous, because you didn't invite any nerds uh, to the party, because you do what you were doing. And he goes like, but now you have a chance of succeeding over them, start. And then they started running, obviously everyone in the lead beat them, even though the guys in the back were running faster. And he's like, you see, if you've learned nothing from this challenge, then you're a fool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I see the point, right? I have a better starting point. What we need is equity, not equality. I don't care about equality, right? As if if you give if you give me like twelve hundred dollars one time, cool. I paid bills. That does nothing for me. If you give somebody who already has a million dollars twelve hundred dollars, that does nothing. They they just you just gave them more money. That's equality. I'm looking for equity. Give me twelve hundred. Give them nothing. Or a you know. for us, yeah. something, yeah. You know that's unfair, right? Because cause talking talking to someone who makes you know above one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, he's like, I pay more taxes, more in taxes than most people make in, in their salary, and they they don't want to give me money back. Like as a as a wealthy person, I have a higher standard of living. I was like, you choose to have a higher standard of living. I think you know what I'm talking about as well. I was like, this makes no sense um to speak southernly. This ain't got no sense, you know. It's like there I, I don't even know how to address this, but it, it it was it was tragic to hear that someone actually thinks that way. To say, oh, these poor people aren't going to um like come and spend the money at my at my establishment Yes, they're going to use it to survive, which is what the government should be used for—to help people get on their feet and to s- survive, then thrive on their own. We don't live in a in a in a meritorious society. People should not get more money because they have um, coerced other people, right? Because uh, you don't need to be smart to be rich, right? You you either need to have parents. Or you need to be extremely clever. Or extremely lucky. You know, you don't have to be smart. Sure, there are plenty of smart people who are wealthy. Bill Gates, you know. Mm, Bill Gates codes right now. He's a programmer still. But I guarantee um, people our age can program code way faster than him. Why? Because he has all these years of backlogging, coding thinking. And now with new fluid, liquid systems of coding, he's probably, you know, sluggish. Faster than most, sure. But based on his merit, Bill Gates competing against uh, somebody who went to Georgia Tech and has a degree in computer science. Um, Bill Gates has a knowledge basis, but it's strictly programming. If we're going to pay someone strictly based on programming, Bill Gates would fall flat but because he helped establish the industry, he's up there and good on him. Uh, His other actions might be problematic, but just based on merit, good on him. But that's not the kind of society we live in. Otherwise, Jeffrey Epstein would not be dead and would not be in prison. He would use his merit. Ah, ah, I've done bad things, but look at what else I've done. You see, we can't take it um, at face value once and then shun it the next day. We can't say... Oh, these are good people protesting, and then the next day say these thugs are going to catch bullets. But, uh, you know, we, we that that's
1: that's directly those uh those biases, those racial biases, and and the standards to which we decide to you know hold groups of people. Um, obviously, obviously, you know, from those tweets alone, um, you look at you look at people that are able to storm a Capitol building with assault in hand mm-hmm. right and they're, they're allowed to do this without any kind of force meeting them you know it goes it goes fine honestly they're, they're they, and they're in these officers faces but then you look at the process of a man's life you know and they're met with tear gas and excessive force and and then and then you wonder why things have have gone to the point that they've gone to now? You know, you have all these people on, on social media outraged by the destruction of property, outraged by, by you know, how 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 the police are getting treated, outraged by the fact that things are being set on fire, and and that people are angry in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, no, there, there there's no kind of particular outcry in regard to the fact that other people get away with significantly worse and for a lot less, right? Because the the armed protest at the Capitol building was done with the goal of ending quarantine. Something so menial, right? Something so menial as I want to go out and live my life again. And nothing happened to them. Meanwhile, people are protesting the systemic oppression that has happened to, that has like been a burden to black people for years, for as long as we've been in this country, for 400 plus years, right? And they're met with, how dare you? How dare you riot? How dare you protest this thing? How how dare you destroy our property? Um, And then even in Atlanta, you you still see that kind of you see that kind of mindset, even though you have figures like T.I. claiming that this is basically Wakanda or or Black Wall Street number two.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I I hear I I most certainly hear what you're saying. And I do agree with you. As such, I will not say my class, (laughs) um, because I do agree with what you're saying. That being said, which is basically just a synonym for however, because I don't know how else to transition. I I suppose I could say additionally, uh, we must look at instances in which we attempt to revolt Mm -hmm. against the system, right? Some of us choose to subvert it. Some of us choose to loot buildings in mm-hmm. our own communities, which I feel it. I I don't know if it worked for the Watts riots. I think it got a lot. It's of... It's counterproductive,
1: content. definitely. But at the same time, um, remember the race riots. I mean, obviously we weren't alive for it, but the oh, LA yeah, race like. riots. There's nothing. Period. Yeah, yeah. There were certain stores that were definitely marked. Hey, we're black, don't attack us. Um, and I think if things progress to honestly just riots everywhere that might just be what happens. But at the same time, you definitely hear this like vocal group of people that put a lot more mm-hmm. importance on the property being destroyed than the actual cause itself, right? You hear people that are like, these are people's businesses, people's livelihood. Um This is property, and property should be destroyed. We should be protesting in a more productive way, right? But Mm -hmm. we've protested productively, right? We, back back when Trayvon Martin was killed, 2012, we had had Black Lives Matter, we had peaceful protests, um, uh, many of which were still met with police force, but we had, then we had Ferguson, and now, the Ferguson didn't descend into a riot, but it's also because of the amount of police force that was presented, right? Um, we've had the peaceful protests. We've had the holding hands and singing and we shall overcome and and, and hashtagging, hashtags to death. Um, and it, it's been years of the same, years of police with no accountability. Even looking at last year, you had the murder of Botham Shem and. That, that police officer only got like a year, right? And, and so it's 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 the same stuff, just different years. And I think a lot of people are just tired of the same. And I think there's already such a strong distrust of of police within the Black community, you know. And none of this helps. None of this. None of this is going to do any better for police and, and people relations, because all we're seeing is they don't care. They don't care enough to police their own. They don't care enough about our communities to make sure that we're protected. Um, and the department themselves do not care enough to do any kind of legitimate actions against these people. Um, and, and, and then people wonder, well, why don't you trust the police? Because it because the system doesn't work, and to be quite honest, it's never worked. Because when you look at earlier police officers, they were
0: just slave catchers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would also like to address so. Um, so, so I've been seeing some people because you know I've I've been around the country a few times <laughs> for no reason. Uh I I've seen some people, you know, it's easy enough in mm-hmm. the West, right? West of the Mississippi, you know, for for uh white people who, you know, are like disestablishmentarianists, you know. They're like um, you know, they're against the government, they're all liberal mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, you know, saying, Oh, support our our um minority. Um, brothers or whatnot, in looting buildings and whatnot. Let's start riots. Um, It's easy enough for um, young white people to, to riot. But whenever you're instigating other minority groups to riot, you have to understand this is even coming from a place of privilege. Even if you're indigenous, right? If you're indigenous and you live in Arizona, odds are you live in an area with other indigenous police so you can rest assured that you're probably not going to be Mm -hmm. assaulted by the police. However, whenever you're instigating this on social media, uh, yeah, let's riot, let's riot. You have to realize that if your Black friends come out to riot with you, they may very well be a victim. That Sure, you could say, oh, they killed my friend, whatnot. But then why did you have as much concern thinking um, as liberally as we can to the possibilities because that's the one thing that we can do we are all rational beings we can think if i am telling people to riot i am coming from a place of privilege because if if people in georgia black people decide to riot after curfew there's a good chance that we're going to get hit with something we've already seen some of the early
1: stages of what happens um with people after curfew um there's videos of 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 Armed forces ripping people from their cars, breaking windows, slashing tires. Um, we're already at the point where this is already excessive, you know. And I, I, I honestly wonder just how much worse this can possibly get, um, because we have National Guard here, we have in, increased police presence. Um, and all that, all that, all that potentially leads to is more civil unrest. You over, if people are already protesting mm-hmm. the police not being efficient, or the police not working, or the police being whatever, right? People are already protesting. Like people are already upset about police. Introducing more police into the equation does not help. Introducing more, mm-hmm. more armed people to kind of. Uh, Keep the people in line does not help um, and you know you'll have people vouching for there are good officers, there are good cops, right, but if the system is broken, then for a lot of people, it's like you can't trust any of them because the system of police has been oppressive
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no no i I hear you, I agree with you um. Mm-hmm. To say that there are good cops is sort of to undermine it. It's like saying, sure, um, almost all white people are racist, but I'm not one of them. you know. Or to say, sure, um, Nazi Germany was a thing, but this one particular mm. person was not a Nazi. It's like, cool, this one particular person also didn't risk their life um, to come out. They may not have been a Nazi, but they were—they were complicit. You know, not all the police in the videos are killing the person, but they're not doing anything. They're not complicit. Sure, one of them might be a recruit, an officer recruit, but I—I damn well I will risk my job mm-hmm. before I risk another person's life.
1: It's—it's—it's it's, it's really interesting to kind of see how things are are, are, are shifting so much. You know, you—you—you you, you see all these different riots and. You have people incredibly quick to condemn. You have people that choose to take the kind of apolitical, apathetic approach to it, um, and 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 then and, and then you have people that are just like, "It's a hundred percent wrong." How dare you? How dare you riot? How dare you loot? How dare you do whatever? Um, but it it goes back to this point of people have done the peace like the, the peaceful protests for years and the the, the the there's a quote and it's like to do the same thing with to do the exact same thing and expect different results is insanity, right um and, and then you hear people kind of misconstruing the words of dr king right um they, they love to think of all of of, of all of the peace movement you know, as, as him condemning anything else. But then there's definitely this quote of him being like, it's not my place to condemn riots because rioting is the voice of the unheard.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did indeed say that. You know, although I do not personally uh, condone violent acts that result in loss of life, loss of limb, I can see looting as a means to an end um destruction of property however the property valued mm. over life i don't agree with of course um but i don't necessarily believe in um ownership rights as is instituted by the colonial system we call the united states of america however because you never actually own anything the government always has mm. eminent domain over uh over things attached to the ground um as the U.S. has still, still we have this colonial system of manifest destiny. And, uh, you know, all things coast to coast belong to the nation. Um, So technically destroying property is destroying um, pieces of America. However, America has sort of leased out an eternal, um, like has made an eternal lease to that owner, lest they don't interfere with the workings of mm. the United States of America. So you're actually hurting that individual who may be a part of your community, and it's still their money. Whether the U.S. is technically the authority of it or not, you're still destroying yeah. another I think, Black
1: life. I, I, so I'm going to bring it back to Atlanta. Um, you know, in, in calling it the next Black Wall Street, right? Um, when you look at Tulsa, mm. in that whole situation, that was an entire yeah, yeah. kind of self-sustaining Black community, right? It, it had its own economy mm. um, and all of that was Black-owned. But when you look at Atlanta, there is only about 2% of the businesses within Atlanta that are Black-owned, right? So, mm. in, in this state of it only being 2%, in comparison to it being like Black Wall Street is invalid. Those businesses are still corporate-owned. Yeah. Um, Of course. And corporate-owned generally means white, right? And so destruction of that property, I don't necessarily... I I don't condemn it, right? I mean, obviously, you don't want to destroy Mm -hmm. your neighbor's things. It's like don't steal from your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Don't cause harm to your neighbor because they're struggling with you. Um, but at the same time with with like corporate properties and with these like fancy skyrise buildings, like, like the CNN Center, for example, right? Um, one of the spaces that was vandalized um, and hit or places in like Linux or whatever. Those are corporate owned. And that property can be replaced. That property can be restored. Um, but you know what cannot be replaced or restored—the the lives that have been taken. You know, mm. no 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 amount of, of of property is going to
0: equal a human life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, interesting. If so, I think about it like this: whenever we think about black-owned businesses, I think the most black owned businesses I've seen have been like um, consulting Mm -hmm. firms or insurance firms. So, you know, you have a black owned business, um, like a, let's say an insurance firm owned by someone who makes like $6 million a year. Cool. They hire on people who make money, who then in turn make money for him who's under the super company corporate, of course, which is a white owned business family run since Mm -hmm. the 1930s, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee in the 1930s, this five million dollar, six million dollar earning black would not have been anywhere close to corporate uh in the beginning. And they'll always say something like, Yeah, um, our board of trustees has has two um minorities on the panel, so you know it's a good business for us. Two out of twelve, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like a majority vote to me. That seems like a token. You know, I'm I'm not going to be here. Um, You know, selling these services on behalf of um, on behalf of a corporate body that is that is made me led me to believe that it is black, um, black run. Technically speaking, there is a vote that is black, technically speaking. However, that vote is is moot if the whole board votes against. it. So this guy is earning six million. Cool. The one who made it. But I refuse to sit in front of um a family um to make money you know commission to eventually get to a point where I can join that board because then I've sold out I'm just a picking and he's smiling in their face, but like that
1: goes to the whole the whole pyramid scheme right the The idea of the American dream is so deeply ingrained within our society if you work hard enough, if you pull yourself up by those bootstraps, you'll be able to make the money that you want to make, you know. But you have to work hard to be able to make that money, and what what what, what the, the, the sad thing is, people buy into that. They buy into if I work hard, if I save enough, I'll be able to hit that point. But cycles of poverty, you know, especially within you know poorer black communities, poverty is cyclical. If you're born poor, odds are you're going to die poor, which unfortunate but it's also a testament to the fact that the american dream does not work the idea that you work hard enough it's not it's not valid you know it's valid for maybe a select group of people but then you look at who those select people are and then it still proves itself invalid because their 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 access to different privileges is a lot higher than the access of 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 the impoverished black person
0: No, no. Uh, Definitely. Definitely. Um, I wish I could just pull myself up by my bootstraps. But (laughs) but I can't afford boots. So uh, I'll pull myself up by my uh, fake Jordans. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't own fake Jordans. I don't own real Jordans either. I wear sandals made from tires. Uh, But anywho, (laughs) continuing with that, I do feel like it's a, it's an easy place. I love, I, I really do love whenever wealthy people go like, Hey, just work hard. I worked hard. It's like, sure, sure. You're a 65 year old um, person. You worked hard back in the day. You know, you know what they say? Your first million is your easiest. If you, I wish I, I wish I could understand, but I can't, Uh, you know, if you make a million dollars and you invest that uh earning six percent um apy oh that's nice that's real nice you know that's that's the difference between uh me you know if i if i made a put in a hundred dollars you know six percent apy i'm pulling out you know six dollars that's nice i'm not pulling out sixty thousand dollars that's real nice You know, so it's like, sure, if I have a million to invest and I'm using reasonably uh, low, uh, I'm expending less than my profit yield by my investments, I could live on that million dollars in my current um, living habits. I could live on that indefinitely. If I invest wisely enough, I have two million, three million. No, no. Actually, it's going to go like $1 million, $2 million, $4 million, increasing exponentially. I worked my way up to $72 million. I got a company. I got liquid assets now. I got a jet. That's different. If I start off with $10, it is going to take me uh, 125 years to get up to $1 million. If I invest mm-hmm. uh, conservatively, if I take risks, and have a job and somehow feed myself, you know, I can, I can make a million easily, easily. The question is, do I value eating more than I value becoming the possibility of becoming rich? Do I value living in a house? Because let's be honest, we, we, we've all seen, um, the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith. Um, you know, if I don't have an address, I can't get a job. I certainly can't get a, a corporate job. And you're like, where do you live? Put a put a shelter. Ah, we can't work with you. You know, get you in that multi-level marketing. Hey, sell these devices. I made seven million dollars. So can you here? Spend your whole life savings. So then people that make devices. that much wealth, well, you're you're never going to spend it in your lifetime. It's not
1: possible. But they. Yeah. they-
0: it's about it's, a, it's about um, to hearken back to this guy who is, who is um, complaining about um, the spending taxes and deserving money back because they, su- they support the economy more than poor people. you know you have that increased uh, standard of living. You, you want the ability to spend as much money as possible. You, you might not do it because you want to give that money to your kids so your kids never have to work, so they never have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Personally, if I, made, um, if I had a billion dollars, the day I die, 97% of that goes to charity. The other 3% goes to my grandchildren um, going to college, and that's it. Only enough to go to college. I have stipulations in the will saying only enough to go to college, enough to get them to, to spend $3 a day on food, <laughs> that's it that's it they don't be out there on rice and beans wasn't your granddad a billionaire <laughs> we're not you're right don't pull yourself up by the bootstrap don't get me wrong i'll have a trust there you know just in case somehow my grandson ends up going to jail uh how am i supposed to pay bail? uh the lawyer comes through you know old sigmund type lawyer your grandfather left this for you. See, that's that's nice thoughts. I can think that all I want. Odds <laughs> of that happening? Unlikely. Now, if my name was Chester, the odds of that happening are highly likely. It's
1: it, it's it's funny because you listen to like people like Beyonce and Jay Z where they're like, "My great grandkids are already rich." Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that money yeah. went that's to nice. people that need it? You know. Like your great grandkids don't need to be rich, they can be mm-hmm. taken care of, you know. Oh, <laughs> but my, you, know, you have people living in poverty. And then with living in poverty, you feel as if your your avenues for success are a lot more skewed than they should have to be, right? Your act your your educational system access is limited because you know you're 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 worried about helping provide in your household, you know, or or you're not seeing it as being applicable to your particular life because your struggles don't allow for it to be applicable, right? A lot of people um, can't afford to go to college. They look at like when, when it's time to graduate, they look at college and they're like, we can't possibly afford it, so we can't go. And then you're stuck in the community and then you have a lot of people, you know, they're used to struggling quick avenues to make money um, uh, unfortunately a lot of people turn to drug dealing right and so you have these you have these situations that force people into these kinds of uh, kinds of lifestyles and once again further them in this system of poverty um, but then in those communities you, you still have like 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 the ones that are pushed to lifestyles that may not be um, as, as profitable, they still have to deal with with other with other factors of of, of being poor. You have
0: mm-hmm.
1: over policing, especially in poorer black communities, um, and then yes. then you have then with over policing, you get situations like like George, right? You, you get situations like that. You get situations. Um, like Brianna, where their immediate response is, this community is not safe, and so this community is not safe, and so this individual is a threat, and so you get these extreme acts, right? And 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 then you see that the police aren't acting in the interest
0: of these individuals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, to go back to. Uh, right before I address this, to go back to Beyonce, Jay-Z, right? So their their grandkids are going to be rich. I think about our recent budget increase from the 2015 uh, depreciation of NASA's budget, right? To reallocate funds uh, through the federal government. Speaking of reallocation, I could go all day about uh, giving millions of dollars to small towns to fund their baseball and football fields, whereas we can't... Um, give those millions of dollars to other groups mm-hmm. to help out, um, but that's none of my business. Uh, but yeah, NASA's budget has been increased by our fair um, commander-in-chief to around $23 billion. Um, and the estimates for ending world hunger would be 7 to $270 billion. So to to say that we have increased NASA's budget from the 2015 uh, fiscal year, nearly the amount that we start ending world hunger is is astronomical to say the least because SpaceX is now in partnership with NASA and we can still send men and women to space, men, women, and Mm -hmm. others, Zay, to space yet we're, we're increasing the budget to to sort of flaunt something that's over, the space race is over. The, the Russians have been using the Soyuz capsule since the 70s, since the 60s. They still work. I think we've been bested that we always have to update our, our systems, but they're still using uh, um, legacy systems that are still working very well. They're just updating their systems. We're completely reduxing, completely changing our space systems. It shows our priorities, right? We got thugs out there in the streets. Let's not worry about them. Let's get our men and women. I mean, space. but
1: <laughs> what do you expect, right? Obviously, obviously, when when you have Spaces. posts like when the looting starts, the shooting starts, you already know our to uh, to our black community. Yeah, you're, you're you're well aware. He's laid it out, right? It, it can all be ended with. With just a little bit more um, armed forces, and then we have we have states of emergency with with national guards being called in, and you know, it's 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 starting to mirror LA, but you have you have you have people, and I, I I don't I refuse to call it distraction because at this point, if you're not being vocally active, you just don't care. Like if if you're white and privileged, and and you see this kind of stuff happening. And your your choice, um, as far as the kind of things that you choose to consume, the kind of things that you choose to put out, right? Don't even remotely address it. You choose to remain silent. You're complicit. But you have these people that would rather talk about um, their next trip, right? Where, where, where they intend to go um, mm-hmm. as as soon as as soon as things open up. You have people like our our space force we're going to the moon we have we have people in the streets hurt and angry and and we're choosing to
0: go to space right now back to the moon, yeah exactly go back to the moon we know what the moon is composed of primarily um the the top few layers of the moon, the top few feet of the moon um meter is composed primarily of material that's not really relevant to to processes on Earth. So we can go there and mine for metals, of course. However, is this the best use of our funds right now? I I don't know. Going to Mars is cool, but I don't think going to Mars currently uh, leaving a dying world so we can kill another one uh, to, to bring our type of life to this world, right? Especially if we're factory farming, that's just a runaway train mm-hmm. that's going to... We have know, enough issues the
1: here that need to be addressed, like immediate issues, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't, yeah. Don't <laughs> <me> or, I <laughs> we space, have, we know, have so I don't. much stuff going on here, right now, that deserves to be addressed, and yeah, we'd rather help. look elsewhere. We'd rather, we'd rather look Mm-hmm. optimistically towards something else and sweep what's going on under the rug and 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 all that does is is produce these kinds of reactions from people right because all, all, all it's doing is saying yeah no we're still ignoring yeah you. man
0: we still don't care you know
1: You, can, you can.
0: yeah yeah i feel like our society the the upper echelons of our society have have astrophied you know going very back to the very first episode of a of humanity astrophy the feeling of being stuck on earth um you know where where instead of realizing that it's going to be the same everywhere that our problems aren't aren't spatial our problems aren't tied to a place they're tied Mm -hmm. to our interactions with one another if we go to the moon we're still going to have um sectionalism. We're still going to be having cast of people who are who are seen as lower and upper. It might not be based on race. If you take all white people to the moon, then you're gonna have the working class and the administrative class. If you take all black people to the moon, it's gonna be the same exact thing. Their problems don't change based on location or a specific people group because mm-hmm. people will always mm-hmm. adapt to maintain their own power and the only way that you can prove Mm -hmm. that you have power is if someone's beneath you if i make this is why i feel rich people don't want equity for the most part because i'm rich my Mm -hmm. my dollar only has value if you're poor Mm -hmm. a million dollars is nothing if everyone has it you know this is why rich people go like yeah yeah um Chase is kind of poor. He only makes Imagine $3, million $3 million a year. Million dollars a year. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. You look at our educational system where the average
1: sisters. teacher is not making anything more than $60,000 a year. And it's like, how do you support a yeah. family on that? How do How do you live remotely comfortably mm-hmm. on that? You know? meanwhile you have millionaires and billionaires yeah, with absolutely so much wealth managing to, to to hoard it to avoid taxes when when the stimulus went out you know the $400 mm-hmm. they I know there were millionaires that received like 1. So, $1. 1.7 million dollar stimulus
0: oh yeah Hey, they gotta they gotta keep up with the jones imagine and having a jet. a jet good lord
1: all these things
0: all these all these things hey man all i'm saying all i'm saying if i could get a jet that'd be that'd be pretty sweet you know but an electric jet that's fine for the environment <laughs> with a hydroelectric plant at my house you know a whole or I, I, a bunch of i'd be cool live, more, as long as uh I live, as long as I live, black people stop getting murdered the second you know, let him live in the castle. I'll live in the hut in the back. I'm funding it, but I'm living as a downtrodden person. That's that's what I want. But you know, let's be realistic. We still got people dying in the streets, as you said. We can't be thinking about the future because it 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 appears I don't even have a present. I could be dead before I pursue any of my goals. You know, can't even can't even write a book without fearing that that I'm gonna get shot yep, and I, I um,
1: okay, you, you can't go protesting without fear of without fear of retaliation at this point because I, I, I just saw a video where hey man, this woman ran this guy over with her car intentionally and like tried to double back to hit him oh, again oh. Um, at a protest and then you had people coming out with with bows and arrows and, and swords, you know to to oppose. People's right to protest, Um, but then you have other people. um, Going back to the apathy, right? You have other people that are like, or or maybe not so much apathy, maybe more so willful ignorance. There was a planned protest at Newburgh. It was supposed. It it was today. It was at like nine thirty. It was like a protest joined with like a church service. And in the kind of information that was posted online about it, there are people like, the church, we, we, we shouldn't be protesting these things, you know, during church services. Um, we shouldn't be protesting at all. God's going to fix it. God, God is going to fix oh. the racism. We don't need to do anything. Just let God do what God does.
0: That's my favorite We're waiting on the world to change. You know, um, all I'm saying is whenever my people, whenever our people had books handed to them, uh, telling them of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, telling them to remain in shackles because it's what God wanted to do. I will not listen to somebody who follows a similar guideline to waiting for progress to happen because of a deity. God, in, in to think uh, as a Christian, as a, as a theologian would think, though, so a progressive Christian theologian, right? God did not give us flesh to wait for God to change the world. Without flesh, right? If, if we're supposed to look past color, color would not exist. Okay, to think of this in this way, we're not Mormon, we're not old school Mormon black, white, silver, purple. I hate that song, but um, our, our skin color does not make us any different, uh, celestially speaking, than the other, however, terrestrially speaking, on earth, it most certainly does, right? God cannot save us from ourselves sin is outside of the realm of creation okay sin is an aberration of humanity of the flesh thus god will not save us we must save ourselves in order to be saved as i'm not a (laughs) pastor no one probably cares to hear me talk about this however as a scholar of religion i i am happy and willing to talk to anyone about this <laughs> until they tell the me the phrase that i often and then i will go hear, a little bit longer um, is faith without works is dead
1: you can't you can't expect for god to okay. just just snap racism away it doesn't work like that you know you can't expect to sit in your yeah. house and be quiet and just hope that it's gonna go away. It's not gonna go away. You sitting in your house and, 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 and not being involved and not saying anything, all 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 that's gonna happen as a result of that is it's gonna Absolutely. happen some more. It's gonna keep happening. You know, when when, yeah. when things get back to a point where they seem normal-ish, right? And I I honestly hope that it doesn't happen. I really hope that we don't but we're just like cool. We're good again because we can go back out to malls, right? But in 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 the in the hypothetical that things get back to some semblance of normal, we 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 can't just sit and and pretend like all these people didn't happen. We can't sit and pretend like we didn't lose Ahmad, like we didn't lose Brianna, like we didn't lose George, like we didn't lose Tony McDade. You know we we can't we can't we can't just oh you know, world's back storm we can go back to our lives and chill you know this process is over, and we're just gonna wait so that's what happens- mm-hmm. slacktivism as you call it
0: yeah man it's 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 a problem, it really is um but specifically specifically we can, we can do these things, right? We can, we can sit around, we can hope for the best. We can say through all, uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, But what's the point of having this strength if I'm just chilling on the couch, watching television, you know, if I, if I'm not fighting, and then we have, we have the opposite problem of people who claim hard Christianity, right? And then they're, they're, they're here saying things like, ah, if um, I'm willing to die, I'm willing to die to fight these, uh, the, these, these oppressors of the, of the white male uh, dignity, I am willing to fight for white male liberation, you know, I'm I'm kind of worried, right, because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing what I'm hearing from these people is they they're saved, so they're willing to die. Cool. So the next time they get in a car wreck, they shouldn't be mad at the person for hitting them. They shouldn't. No, you hit me, right? Right? Because you're safe. <laughs> you should be mad because they didn't kill you. It's not suicide. Am I? Am I wrong? It is not suicide if somebody else hit you. You should be inflamed. You were like, I was so close to meeting the Forever Father. I was so close to returning to the home in the sky. am i wrong if if you see a truck coming towards you and you don't swerve you're saved why are you so attached to the flesh if you want nothing more to return to the numinal okay why talk about the phenomenal when you're trying to reach the numinal okay are you establishing that i as as a as a black man don't have enough soul to reach heaven. Cool. You do. Stop fighting for, for white liberty, white supremacy <laughs> and just let it happen. Uh, uh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Stop. I apologize, Osterix. I'm on, I'm on a
1: podcast with now. Sorry. Mm. But I—I uh, I mean, who—who who wants to embrace death? You know, nobody. Uh, 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 nobody.
0: Templars, man—they call it's, themselves the new Templar, the new knights. You struggle so they, hard. They to call to themselves to knights. Give yourself
1: this life that you want to lead, right? You don't want to lose that. You don't want to lose your your your. your comfortable your comfortable house you don't want to leave none of that behind you know as, mm. as strong in your faith as you are you know you don't want you don't want to let go of that stuff because you know
0: you worked for it you worked hard for it come on man my works my works should only <laughs> be able to glorify me in the kingdom Let's be honest. Right. Let's let's get back into this race debate and talk about this uh, more phenomenally. Right. Right. Let's 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 let let me not get heated right here. okay? people are going to tune out of the podcast. But if I am a white supremacist, which I'm obviously not. um, I hope uh, Mr. Duke's son doesn't come to get me. But if I am a white supremacist. And I believe thoroughly in God, as most of them do. And I choose to go to a protest, but I'm afraid of dying. Who am I? Am I really true to the faith? That's, that's what I'll give to the neo-Nazis. Whenever they say, we're going to go here, some of us aren't coming back. I, 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 I respect you for your conviction. Nothing more. But I respect you for your conviction. You're willing to die for your cause. In all likelihood, you won't, because the police will scare away the other protesters. Um, so you 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 know you're going to be fine. So you're saying it for the words only. You're bullshitting. You know you're you're saying it because you know it won't come to that. You're saying it because you know you got your got your lady friend down. There I read something ready to oh, lose my. people down. And it was like
1: odds are. BLM is going to be classified as a terrorist organization, which I find interesting. Yeah. I, I don't want to say funny. I find it interesting. It's interesting because obviously.
0: It's black, <laughs> better, not I find bad. it interesting right.
1: because there there, yeah, there were okay. hate groups that you know were were saved as as being, you know, they're just exercising their their they First Amendment. They're they're allowed to speak. You know, they're allowed to express themselves. Um, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a hesitation to classify them any as, as any kind of terrorist group, right? But I think you know, going to this kind of vilification, demonization of the other, you know, it's gonna be a lot swifter of a condemnation of Black Lives Matter kind of activism.
0: Yeah, yeah. For um, surely I saw a video earlier today, you know, with the social media, everyone you and I know is uh, posting these videos about the riots and whatnot. Nobody's rioting though, um, that we know. It's just everyone's resharing other people's riots, which is kind of seems kind of slacktivist to me, but that's none of my business. Once again, um, there was a video of a woman who says, oh, the helicopters are flying over. This is crazy, you know? And then, boom, there are two people who are not of um, African descent, not directly at least, who are spray painting walls, wearing black. And they're like, you're not doing this for us. Stop putting Black Lives Matter. You're not doing this for us. And the woman turned around and she said something along the lines of, you don't speak for all black people. I, black lives matter. And it's like, come on now. She says, "We don't want to be blamed for this looting. We're just protesting. Stop this. Stop speaking for people who don't want you to speak for them. Sure, be an ally. Don't make direct." But being an ally Black is Black Lives Matter. Person. Being a good ally
1: is using your voice to amplify the voice. Right? It's not. It's not thinking that your voice is the most important within a yeah, space yeah. that uh, that that's not yours, right? It's not using your voice as the sole authority. Mm. Um, I saw this one video. Um, yeah. There's this woman, she's with, she has her megaphone as people are bashing, are breaking windows and um, looting looting stores, right? And the people that were doing this were white people. And she's like, no, no, don't do this. This was supposed to be peaceful. This is not um, how things are supposed to go. And, you know, you look at it and it's like, Obviously, the desire is for things to go smoothly because the second that they don't go smoothly, we get the national guard, we get the 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 policing. But at the at the same time, you know, you have you have these people that are kind of glorifying the the violence in a sense, right? That are excited for the idea of. I'm going to say opportunistic, right? Writing naturally will happen. Like it, it would naturally happen based off of the heightened emotions that people are experiencing, right? It's not. It's not far fetched for writing to be a thing that happens, but to look at that writing as as a chance to, to 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 just to just be destructive, right? Not because you're particularly angry, you know, because your privilege affords you, the, like your white privilege affords you, the ability to kind of not be as affected, right? then looking at this as an opportunity yes, to yes. to to take advantage of of the situation in a way that benefits you more than it benefits most it's it, it's selfish it 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 undermines the point mm. of the activism of the people that it actually affects yes mm.
0: Uh. Yes. Yes. Um, also, I've I've encountered a few instances where I would say something and say that it that it is um, it is not helpful, and they'll they'll tell me um, it's some something along the lines of you don't understand. I I I've studied this or whatnot. I've went to school for this, and it's cool. Not only have I went to school, I've lived this. This is my life. I don't care if you have a degree in critical race theory, I equally have uh, a degree that deals with critical race theory. And I am in a segment that is being critically researched for race theory. So I have both an an image view as well as a a research academic perspective. So I know, (laughs) right? It's like the Christians. I know that I know that I know. You know, there, there is no, perhaps my theories, perhaps you have more theories than me, but um, what Trump's theory is, um, is knowledge, right? These are not, right? Anecdotes sometimes don't help, right? Because if, if I'm in Norway and um, a Norwegian shoots a Finnish guy without knowing he's Finnish, we can't necessarily claim racism. If he knew he was Finnish, then that's a different story, you know? So if, if I got shot in the streets um, and I was wearing all black in the night, cool, I got shot. If my man knew I was black, that's a different story because he chose me out of a group to take down, you know, so these are, these are different things. So anecdotes aren't always helpful, but by all means, experience and knowledge, uh, Trump um, perceived knowledge any day. That being said, we do have instances like Ben Carson, um, where you have experience. You have a film um that's about you, yet your current beliefs are sort of mm-hmm. uh, atypical to the life that it appears in. Right. Like, when you
1: when you when you make like you yeah. you see these celebrities and they become Jaded with the experiences of the majority. Um, for example, just on Twitter this week, you had Shamik Moore, um, the voice of Miles Morales and in Into the Spider Verse, and he was basically saying, you know, here's how you avoid um, escalating police situations. You know, he was like, he was like, we we as a people, we have to. Be more proactive in avoiding provoking police officers, right? And uh, and as opposed to legitimately kind of looking at the situations of 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 police brutality and of police force, you know, it it became an instance of his jaded perspective, um, kind of limiting that view and his insight became more so a be a good negro kind of thing as opposed to understanding the
0: actual nature of the problem mm-hmm. no 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 absolutely absolutely um I don't so know, can you, can you
1: expand on um,
0: that a little bit
1: obviously when interacting with police you know uh there uh, you, you're taught to comply, you're taught to, as much as like, you're taught to not yes. do anything that would get you shot, right? You don't breach unnecessarily you know there's there's a whole list, a yeah, whole of, course, of, list of things you're told and taught not to do. Yeah, but yeah. in many cases in many instances, even mm-hmm. even while, adhering to that people still find themselves um, people people get murdered for example Philando Castile mm-hmm. he was he, he was compliant he did what he was told and instructed to do and he still was shot and murdered right and so this idea of of respectability politics and 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 being the least kind of confrontational and, and and, and doing your best to be as agreeable as possible has proven that you know it doesn't work either way. Um, if if you have situations where people being compliant still ends up with them being killed, then what's the point in being compliant? You know, for some people. And then other instances, um, just, just just the idea of of being like the idea of respectability as has proven. Kind of, kind of fruitless for many, right? Um, when, when you have tension so high between these two communities of police and and black people, you know, what's the point? Like, like you kind, of, you kind of see that respectability go out the, out of the door because we've seen this history of violence against black people. We've seen the growing list of victims of police brutality. You know, and all, all, all we're doing is is, is by by being respectable, you know, maybe maybe just maybe it works for you. But at the end of the day, if, if your result is going to be the same, mm-hmm. then why 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 try to you know be as respectable? You know, there's a whole. I, I was on Twitter yesterday, and there was this thread of people bullying the police, right? Just just verbally harassing them or whatever, and. <clears throat> I think it goes to show that you know at this point people are, people are really fed up. People are incredibly fed up. And to expect them to, to to be good Negroes, to be to be to be model minorities and to you know respect the authority of the people that kill them is kind of gone out, like it's kind of gone out the window, you know. We've seen the the peaceful approaches with Martin Luther King. And he ended up assassinated, you know. So I, th- I think at the end of the day, people's, people's prejudices are still going to be their prejudices. If you're interacting with a racist cop and you're pulled over, odds are that racism isn't going to go away just because you're, you know, you're complying as best as you know
0: how to do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know, I know. I think it's it's probably standard, right? In in most families, um, even ingrained in AAVA. Um, you know, pulled over. Uh, can I can I have your ID? Yes, I am reaching for my ID in my pocket. My name is Osiris Miller. I do not have any weapons. I am unarmed, and I do not t- attempt to resist. And then you you reach for it. Oh, oh slow down. I just told you. I just gave you the entire spiel. I don't have any weapons. Sir, do you have any weapons in the car? I do not. I am not armed. I do have blah, 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 a taser, um, maybe a handgun somewhere. It is out of my reach, blah, 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 blah. Um, So I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle. I am stepping out of the vehicle now. I am not reaching for anything other than the door handle. My hands are up and you know continue you're still gonna in yeah. all likelihood there's a good chance you're still gonna get shot uh, regardless of, of your clarity of your demeanor you know what are you reaching for and then it's over uh, which is why I kinda like the idea of of you know police having uh, less than lethal weapons on them because the first thing a police officer reaches for is not a taser in most instances that we see on these videos they reach for the gun immediately right and i hear taser um taser can create muscle spasms so they might shoot the gun um while getting tased you know but all i'm saying is first round in the chamber right but but then uh, police because you have this tunnel vision thing where they, mm. they pull um, several times they pull the trigger several times um so all I'm saying is the first four rounds in the chamber uh. rubber bullets that's all I'm saying the first round I, in the I, chamber I and the next I don't even think in the you, uh, you don't even bullets. need that
1: so I, um be- there are checkout systems in other countries right? And in, I wanna say the UK, you can't even go out with your gun just on your hip. It's not allowed. You have, to, you have to check it out. And they have to approve you checking out your gun, right? When you look at uh when you look at American police, like when other nations look at American police, um, when they have instances of excessive police force, they refer to it as American style policing, which mm-hmm. Is a testament to the fact that we have a problem. If if you if you disarm the police, you have the first of all you're acting with the interests of of human life in mind because you know they don't have weapons. That's not like if they don't have a gun, that's not going to be the first thing they reach for. Like they don't they don't have the opportunity to just instantaneously take somebody's life. But then in George Floyd's case. You know, it was, the, the gun wasn't there. His knee was on his neck for 10 whole minutes. And so then it becomes a question of, well, what do you do in that particular situation? Sure, he didn't have the gun, but he had this man in in this situation that proved fatal. Um, and so I, 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 I've been having discussions, you know, what if, what if like, what if there were no police, right? And then you have, the counter question of, well, what do you do without police? What becomes the solution? What's the answer? Um, And while like, like my thought process has become, well, you'd have smart community systems, you'd have um, stronger community accountability. People would see something and say something, right? You wouldn't have police entering these, these spaces of, oppressed people and oppressing them further, right? Because your community is looking out for each other. Your community is responsible for the safety of your community. You don't need some armed cop that does not look like you in your community policing you. Um, and so that's kind of been my thought process as, as far as what I'm, Better, more viable solution would be because I don't think it's just as simple as disarming the police because you still have these the, these racist officers that will still find ways to inflict pain upon people um, and 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 use excessive force on people and because they are authority. Um, not listening to them obviously results in you going to jail or fighting. That can result in much worse, like loss of life. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I don't know where we can go based on this. I. I'm not certain at all um what we can even accomplish on this podcast um we could we could say we could attempt to organize our own socially distant protest you know if if you guys would like um go and send us a message via I don't think you can, I don't know, <laughs> is there email can you send a message via Spotify I don't think so is there an email I, attached to the click uh, them, account click the, That there is if you click on the spotify or wherever you're listening and you click the link below the description it'll take you to our homepage on anchor and you can send us a message there and we can organize something uh for for everyone yeah by all means uh well i guess that takes us to the end of in defense of humanity khalid would you like to join us i offer this the after Show. i in have defense heard of guy. this the after show for In Defense of Humanity. You <laughs> after, Oh, he's not a real fan, everyone. Hey, 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 fan hey don't, don't, have, don't shame have, me. Yeah, one, right, I have, <laughs> I've been working my way through. Wait, today was his last day of school, so you know he could have used all day <laughs> to watch to listen to In Defensive Humanity and In Defensive Time. Um, in fact, uh, if if any fans are out there, which, let's be honest, who listens to this? But if anyone's out there, once we get over um, or close to 90 minutes, which is one hour, 30 minutes, for those who don't use uh, our form of time, um, aliens out there, I know you're listening, uh, we move on to something called IDOT, which is the after show for Idol, in defensive humanity to in defensive time, uh, to save you guys from listening to me talk, um, and equivocate for one hour thirty minutes. So you can, you know, end this at around the ninety minute mark, and then come back for in defensive time where the conversation continues. Because on some, classes, especially if you're rocking the Windows phone, it doesn't save your timestamp. I am sorry for that. However, uh, this episode is about to end. Um, Delete. Do you have anything to promote? Don't do uh, two minutes do Don't seconds?
1: don't let the don't let the protesting, don't let your activism end with when whenever this period of protesting ends. You know, don't no, don't just let it stop at you posting something on social media or or posting in solidarity. There's there's so much more work to be accomplished. You utilize as many platforms as, as you have access to. Um, at, find ways that you can help causes that need help. Um, being being an ally is it, do, it does not just stop at you having and you having conversations with 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 your black friends. Being an ally is not having a token friend. Um, be, be as active as you can. Use your voice as much as you can. Use your platforms as much as you can.
0: Absolutely. Thank well, you. For um, Khalid Johnson, thank you for being on here. Um, I guess so. I guess. Um, we'll see you on.